Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time. everybody hello this is chris platty and welcome back to strictly hip-hop this is episode 19 j cole for your eyes only album review with little jetta back in the building one little of the jetta, most featured guests little jetta aka little heart rate monitor aka little jet plane aka little jet pack aka young gluten free um just playing i'm not gluten free i that, i don't fuck with that but uh what's good how you doing I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Now you are one of the fan favorite guests on here, so I figured since Cole, I fig- I was I thought about going with no features for this podcast, <laughs> you know, but I thought, you know, I thought I I thought I'd bring you on for this one. I thought I'd let you. That would just be too thing. damn clever. Yeah, that would just be too damn clever. But this one can still go platinum. We won't go double platinum. Yeah, we'll maybe not platinum. double platinum. We'll go platinum. All right. So J Cole, the man. Who went double platinum with no features? In case you guys didn't know, the dropped man, an album. The legend dropped an album out of out of pretty much nowhere, right? I mean, he just had a documentary that came out like a week before the album, and it announced that the album was coming with yeah. a few singles. Yeah, he really didn't. Um, there wasn't too much promotion. There wasn't too much like. I it really yeah, it just kind of came out of nowhere. It's like all of a sudden we got like blessed on December 9th with like this powerhouse of albums you know what yeah. i'm saying like yeah it, it was went, a crazy week for hip-hop because absol dropped too which which was really good but um that's a whole nother podcast for you know an absol review but yeah i was i was really excited for i was really excited for cole i um i was i was tweeting all year where's the album at j cole i was tweeting them non-stop i'm glad he heard me got off the phone <laughs> with him just got he, off the phone with him <laughs> he he knew he was tripping he knew he had to put it out and i told him i told him what's up so i told him the people need the album so he did what do you think about that real quick before we get into the album how he kind of hit us with that out of out of left field type thing where he dropped those two singles that were like totally different than what the album was <laughs> yeah you know i was really like honestly those two singles i think were like they could have they would have been highlights for me if they were on the album although they probably they didn't really fit with the story they right. were more just kind of for promotion purposes but i mean not the whole album was coherent in the story which we'll get into later yeah. um but i really think that if he set the vibe with those songs and kept that vibe going that it could have been i think it could have turned out to be something also great you know yeah. what i'm saying like i think it could have been a lot different than what it was but um 
because I don't want to get too much into yeah, our, no. our overall thoughts on it yet. No, let's yeah, let's go ahead, let's go ahead and, and get into that then. So, so he releases his ten track, forty four minute album. Uh, pretty pretty short. I mean, that's decently sized, but um, pretty short, shorter than shorter than Forest Hills Drive, and um, I guess my overall thoughts to start with it are I really like sonically the album's pretty well put together like like i think the beats are i think the beats are are pretty good and i think he does a great job meshing the production with like i do think that his vocals do fit with the uh with the beats very well in the production yeah and like i mean with the production on it the uh, most of the production's real smooth it's very clean cut um and jaco really brings some uh like inventive and experimental flows on this like I think that the intro track to this album has like one of the most yeah. inventive flows that I've heard in a long time. Like it was, it really like it, it threw me off. It really did. Yeah, he uses a good, he does a good job of using the instruments to like build the tension yeah, to kind of like guide him. But um, I really love the concept of the album. So yes, for those of you that are wondering, we have read the whole fan theory thing that's out there, and um, that that is what this album's about. The his drug dealer friend, who's you know. Who passed away and he's telling the story of of his drug dealer friend to his uh to the man's daughter and so um i i was really like i i kind of when i was first listening to it because i when i first listened i have to listen to it uh front to back and with no interruptions and anything so like throughout the album i could kind of realize just knowing cole being a fan of cole you can kind of realize that some of these things aren't true to necessarily him so you kind of figured he was playing some other character and then it really kind of like hits it home on on the closing track but for the most part Chris I think this is a big part where um a big discussion of the album where I think the album does fall short is the fact that the story wasn't consistent it wasn't uh and the characters weren't really there weren't really many characters and the characters that were there weren't really um they they were they like, didn't they, they weren't dynamic they yeah. didn't have anything to offer it was it was kind of strange how the story was told yeah the characters of it were more or less like it seems like they were i mean although they are real people i think they were representative of a more like metaphoric um yeah idea you know what i'm saying like the people that he was talking about throughout the album they like their names were never mentioned he doesn't like you know he doesn't go in in depth like as to who they were to him you know what I'm saying? Right. And yeah, and I, I see that. And I think I think the the thing that makes uh that he that Cole struggled with in this album is the fact that he he did a good job at times of telling you his story, but really it was only it was only times like the like the closing track, he did a great job there. And um there were other moments where he would he would make songs about himself and and you just didn't really see how it fit in the context of the album. Right. Yeah. Like it d- didn't just like overall add up like certain songs specifically. I think the most obvious example of that is Neighbors. Yeah. Exactly. Neighbors. Neighbors is a story about Cole and uh, I won't get too far into that because you know that that's part of that's part of listening to music is learning these things. Mm-hmm. So um so yeah Neighbors is kind of. Neighbors is like is like it takes an abrupt change from from the character that Cole's portraying, which I believe he calls James in the story, but I guess his real name isn't James. Is what I is what I was gathering mm-hmm. and what I read, but um, just more towards the storytelling aspect of it was like the climax was very good with the whole last verse of the album where he's where he's relaying that message between Cole and his friend on the phone. That was really good, but I felt like. 
in a traditional sense, when you have a story, you have to have rising action. You have to have characters. You, that, I mean, that's a simple. Whether it's a book, whether it's a movie, it doesn't matter. Uh, any type of story needs characters. They need rising action. And I feel like this album just didn't have that. Yeah, I know. And, you know, I think there was, on, on 2014 Forest Hills Drive, to put it in comparison, I think there was a little taste of, like, the idea behind this album on 03 Adolescence. When yeah. you hear, like, in the second um, the second verse, when he, like, kind of starts speaking from the perspective of somebody else. Right. You know what I'm saying? I think that that was just, like, a little uh, little precursor to, like, what he ended up doing in full on this album. Whether it's the same person, who knows? But, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Um, <clears throat> no, I'm, I'm with you. I, I, like that, I like that you brought that up and kind of tied the albums in together. Because I do think the albums do have similarities. And, like, like, the track Deja Vu to me, I know that... According to according to Apple Music right now, that's the most popular song on the album, and it's you know the whole Bryson Tiller exchange beat. I'm not going to get into that because you know we don't really know how how the beat was processed and how it was sold and all that. Yeah, I but, mean, yeah, they could they they potentially came to an agreement. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, and and to get back to the song itself, it's just deja vu to me is almost like. It's almost just like a, a lesser version of Wet Dreams, in a sense, to me. Like, and I know that's that might be a lazy comparison because of you know just because it is the topic of of like a man and a woman like falling in love and all that. Right. And, uh, but I just I don't know. I I think I think that that was my problem with most of this album was that Colt had he had good moments. He had even great moments, but he never he wasn't consistent with it and his and every time he would counter and it felt like every song i don't know if you felt this way but didn't it feel like for mostly all of the tracks it just felt like something was missing whether it was a layer of a beat or whether it was just cole's writing in general yeah or or topics you know i can agree with that like forest hills drive i think was a lot more it, it was a lot more full it was a lot more processed yeah you know this seems like it's a little it's it's kind of like a it's a lackluster project more or less like he did i feel like there's just there's not as much body behind it you know um some of the tracks do seem kind of hollow some of them i mean but then there you know there's some really this is this album fluctuates with some really there are some really great highs but there's not too many of them i'd say yeah there's not too many of them and to be fair too there's not really a lot of lows they're just they're just a lot of eh or okay moments yeah, it's to a, me. They're not really lows, but they're just kind. Of, they're, they're just kind of underwhelming. Like yeah. it's not like it, it's not like to the point where we wouldn't want to listen to it ever. You know. Yeah, it's just it's just to a point where where most of these songs you're not gonna go out of your way to listen to unless you are a real cool fan and and I get that like if if it's your favorite artist you know you're gonna you're gonna like that music more right it's a, you you kind of become yeah. biased about your favorite artists which which is fine like every everyone has their favorite artists everyone has their biases but um to me i mean back back to the back to the whole song song point and this this album has 10 songs and when you have like songs like deja vu ville mentality and she's mine part 1 are well they're well they're good or okay they're nothing they're nothing great and i feel like when you have a 10 track album you have to make every every track count like you can't that's 30 that's 30 percent of the album right there that that i'm saying is eh or okay you know yeah, because and, i mean when when you're if you're if you're lacking in um you know time elapsed over the whole album 
every line counts just that much more and it's it, you have to focus a lot more on the content if you want to come with a shorter uh shorter track list and a shorter overall time yeah i'm i'm with you but but to to give to give the compliments again because i don't cuz i think i think if people are listening at this point they're thinking that we're just totally bashing on it which is which is not true yeah it's not the case at all um the beats are the beats are very nice and soulful i like them um but but like I said earlier, between the beats and the vocals, it just always feels like there's one little layer missing, whether it's in the beat or whether it's what Cole is writing that could really kind of take these songs. Because a lot of these songs, they show promise. I mean, they show potential. Like like J. Cole can deliver a classic album. I have no doubt in my mind that he has the ability to. It's just to me, this isn't this isn't the one. He fell short. And I think he just other than a few moments, as far as the story goes, I just think he didn't really, he didn't really make you feel the character other than, other than a few small moments. Like, like it wasn't, and I don't want to, I debated whether to bring this up, the good, comparing it to good Kim Mass City, but the reason I'm comparing it is not because it's Kendrick. I'm not starting that whole thing, but good Kid Mass City in and of itself is also a story. And in that story, Kendrick does a good job of like, of showing multiple characters and having multiple characters play a role. And the story is prevalent throughout the whole album where I feel like on J Cole, I feel like on this album, I just feel like the story is not always prevalent. It's just, it pops in and out in it. And it's never really the consistent and central theme of the album. Right. And you know, of course, yeah, it's not good to make the comparison to good kid mad city, but I mean, yeah, yeah. I think I think it is a uh, compare. They're, they're comparable with each other because because it's just the yeah, style. Yeah, of it, it's, it's the, the style, style and the concept. Yeah, it's the way that the album was put together, more or less. You know what yeah. I'm saying? The storytelling aspect of it, which J Cole, that's always been a strong suit of J Cole's. You know yes. what I'm saying? And it's still it shows on this, but I think that it wasn't his best execution. Yeah, I'm with you on that. It wasn't his best execution of of the storytelling. But I do like the beats. I do like the production a lot on here. Yeah, the production's great. You know, the production I think... very clean. Of course, I mean you expect that with the top tier artists. But you know, I, I mean the way he's able to, um, the the detail that he has, and you could tell by the way he, you know, he, uh, whether it's a snare here, or a drum break here, anything on this album, you could tell is everything is just cleanly hit and and very precise. Yeah, nothing is. Uh, <clears throat> although. Um... Some of the things, some of the actions he made on it were questionable whether he should have done them or not, but he was confident in what he was doing the whole time. Right. You know? Yeah. And so, um, so let's get into some of our, let's get into some of our favorite tracks and then our rating out of, out of 10. So go ahead and give me your favorite tracks off here. It could be three, it could be three or four or, or even less, however many you feel. All right. So I'm going to pretty much state the obvious, which I think is basically everybody's idea behind the album that. Immortal and Neighbors are probably the two most, uh, the two most, um, I guess, I, the opposite of underwhelming, I want to say. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, I think that's what people were looking for more. I think that's this album's version of um, A Tale of Two Cities and Fire Squad almost. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's kind of where I think it translates over to. Because or it, more so role models for Neighbors. Yeah, you. okay, fair enough. But and I, get, I get what you're saying. I think that, um, I think Immortal is also... I, I hate to keep comparing it, but I, I mean, it's the basis that we're going off of, you know? Right. I think that um, Immortal's comparable a lot to A Tale of Two Cities. You know, it's the same thing. It's a story about 
yeah. dr- a drug dealer, you know, it's kind of like the same concept, like thinking that it's like him against the world type yeah. of thing, you know? And I really, I, I, I like that. That's kind of, that, that's been a big, you know, idea behind rap music is the whole, um, <clears throat> is like not necessarily being the drug dealer, but representing the drug dealer. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Because that's a big part of hip hop culture in general. So I think it's good to touch on that. And that's really what the whole album is based around is a, someone who's involved in a life of crime. And that being the second track on the album, I think really sets, it paints the picture for what it turns out to be in the end. Yeah, it does, because it, it kind of gives you that harsh, like Cole's aggression gives you that harsh reality of the situation. And so I, I really like Immortal. Immortal's up there for me, but uh, did you have any other favorites you wanted to get into? Yeah, um, I think For Whom the Bell Tolls, the intro track, which maybe I should have started with, but yeah. I think that it really, uh, I think that it, it that also paints a very good picture for, um, not like the the hype side behind it, but kind of like the... Um, it, it, it makes emotional it, yeah, it makes it a little more emotional. It gives you an idea of like, you know, the heart behind the album. Yes. And that, as I said, I think that's one of the most inventive flows I've heard from J. Cole. And I think that it it's executed very well. Um, I also like the song. Um, I don't want to say I like it. I think Folding Clothes had so much more potential than what it was. Like, I think that, that it's such a groovy song. Yeah. I love the fucking... I, I love the the way that it fucking makes me feel. The beat's great. The instrumentation's great. I love his energy on it. But the the content behind it is kind of just too... Just too a like, little lacking. Yeah, it's, it lacks too much for me. It's like... It, it's way too cut and dry for what it is. You know what I'm saying? I, I feel you. And I feel like not a lot of people are like us because I'm also with you on that boat that... A lot of people seem to either love that song or hate that song. Yeah, and there, I, there's no common ground. And I and I'm with you in the middle. I love the hook. I love the energy. I love the vibe it brings. But just the the verses are just kind of a little lackluster to me. But anyways, I'll give you my favorites because you hit on you hit on pretty much all of them except for one. So immortal, I like for the same reasons you like neighbors as well. For, for whom the bell tolls, I like that you brought that up, and I just want to further talk about that one because I think that one might be my overall favorite. Just the way the inch he plays off the instruments so well, and when everything kicks in, when the beat ramps up the level, he ramps up the energy, the energy level, and he just he just fits with that beat so perfectly, and he plays it out so well. There's a lot. Of, there, there's a big like you know. There's a lot of buildups in that song. There's a lot of. It, it's very like. Um, I want to say it's almost it, it paints a picture really well like the way that the 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 like fluctuation and intensity of the song you know what I'm saying yeah. like kind of starts like a little more like dreamy and slow and then he just comes in with the super powerful like fast like in your face fucking um Flow. attack you know yeah and and I I like that and I I think that that was that that was one of those moments on here that showed Cole's potential so I really love that he did that on there and I and. All, almost all my favorite albums have a really strong intro track, and the intro tracks are usually one of my favorites. So I'm I'm really glad that Cole brought it on the intro track. I think that's very important. But um, the last track I want to talk about, which I'm surprised you didn't bring up, was For Your Eyes Only, the closing track. Yeah, which I, is one of the more important, that's actually the most important part of the album. Um, I think the reason I didn't bring it up well, one, because I think that you probably have more to say about that track specifically than I do. Um, I don't, like, I love the, and that's, I think that's the opposite. I, th- I like the content behind it, and I like the idea, but 
I think that the instrumentation is a little lackluster on it. I think that it doesn't really like, it doesn't it, it doesn't uh, do anything for me other than you know really it's more or less like it, it's like an explanation of the album at the end of the album. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and I'm I'm with you on that. That the instrumentation is just a little not as great as I'd like it to be. But man, I just love the way. Can we talk about the way he closes that song with those last few bars? It's just so, it's so hard hitting and so authentic and so real. Really and, puts you there. Yeah, it does. And um, it says, "Girl, your daddy was a real one, not because he was cold, not because he was the first to get some pussy, twelve years old, not because he used to come through in the caddy on some Vogues, not because he went from bagging up them grams to serving O's. Now your daddy was a real one, not because he was hard, not because he lived a life of crime and sat behind some bars." Not because he screamed "fuck the law," although that was true. Your daddy was a real one because he loved you, and like I just love how in that in just those last few bars he just attacks every stereotype of of black culture in the hood and of being yeah a drug dealer and trying to make your way out. Yeah, and he's just he's just showing you no like this is yes he did all these things, but this isn't what made him a great man. The the fact the simple fact that made him a great man was the fact that. He loved his daughter that much, and I, I just, I was blown away by the way that closed. And I've, I found myself honestly listening to that part and like rewinding it several times whenever that song comes on. I just love the way, I love the way it ends. I love the way it closes out, and um, it really just tied everything together. It felt like it felt like seventy to eighty percent of the story was told just in that song. Yeah, which I think that. It, it it makes the song itself really powerful, but I think that's what it hurts that, the album. That it hurts the overall concept of the album. I think that takes away from what could have been spread out among those ten tracks more. You know. Yeah, I'm with you. So, are you ready to give your rating out of ten? Yeah. Okay, go for it. What is your rating out of ten? All right, I'm gonna go with a six point five. Okay. Wow. I that's mine too. Oh wow. Okay. Cool. Okay. Well, go ahead and state yours, and I'll state mine. See what. See how we. See how we agree and how we differ. So I wasn't a fan of J Cole until 2014 Forest Hills Drive. Not that I had anything against him, but I wasn't really like too involved with his music. I never really listened to him too much. He was just kind of another one of those like kind of like one one of those uh, top you know kind of like rising his way to the top in the game up until he got to 2014 Forest Hills Drive and really fucking took over. You know. Yeah. Um. So being that my main basis for J. Cole's music started with 2014 Forest Hills Drive and now with Born Sinner, which a lot of people argue to be better than 2014 Forest Hills Drive, depending right. on what kind of a J. Cole fan you are, because he has a lot of layers to him. Yeah. Um. So I think coming into this album with that gave me a different ideology of what I was expecting. I, was think, I, I thought that it was going to be trying to one-up Forest Hills, Forest Hills Drive. Drive, but it ended up being kind of a totally different sector. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, he it, tried to he tried to do his own thing, something different. I yeah, mean. it's definitely it, it's, but overall, it's very creative. I'm not knocking it. I do like it. I've been listening to it pretty much not nonstop, but I've been listening to it frequently throughout the time that it's been out. Um, I think that for the highs, the highs are very high for me. I think that they're great. I think that the hard hitting tracks on there definitely do something for me but i think that there's just some underwhelming qualities to it yeah which is why i kind of don't want to give it make it go too high you know right and i will co-sign everything you've said up until that point and just add a few thoughts of my own as far as as far as this goes i agree that there are some very there there are tremendous highs and there are like 
moments where you see this is why Cole is in that conversation with Kendrick and Drake. Like there are there are reasons to show that he can assert himself in that conversation. And I I really like this album and I hate to call it a disappointment, but that's only because I had such high hopes for J. Cole yeah. on this album. Agreed. And so I don't think when I call it a disappointment, I mean by a J. Cole standard. I don't mean by a just just an album standard. I think this is an overall solid album, a six point five out of ten. Now I know that that grade may seem harsher than it is, but the truth of the matter is that I I do grade very strictly as as Chris knows and as listeners know I grade very strictly and so um to put it in context I gave views I think a six out of ten if I mm-hmm. if I remember right so I mean it's not it's not a bad album it has replayable and like like you said I will co-sign what you said in the fact that since this album dropped there has been three to four songs off there that I have non-stop listened to right maybe not non-stop but they've always been in the rotation since this album dropped so he has delivered a few really good songs, but the rest of the songs are just, eh, and you got to judge an album by a body of work. You can't judge it by its top hit. Yeah, exactly. So, and I think that it's fair to say that, yeah, I don't, I don't think this is an album that I'm may, maybe on some occasions, but for the most part, it's not something I can put on and not want to skip a track. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. It's, it's not something that you can totally, even in, and that's another thing saying that too, because it is a short album. So the fact that you have skips in a already short album uh, really kind of takes away. From... Really kind of takes away from it. So I, I that that's all my thoughts on it. I like I like the album, and I'm going to continue to listen to those uh, to those few tracks. Um, and I I do think that J Cole on here showed a lot of potential. I think that the concept was really really intriguing to me. I really love the concept. I just wish he would have executed it, uh, executed better. But um, I, I will say this for for Cole fans who are thinking that I'm bashing it, that I am for one a Cole fan too. But also the fact that I think I think this album does really show potential. Like you can take away a lot from this album and say, okay, like there are, there is hope that this isn't the classic album that J Cole is capable of making, but it shows that he is capable of making one if he can channel that and be consistent throughout an, an entire album. Agreed. Cosign. Cosign. All right, so we will end it there, guys. Uh, that is a J. Cole album review for For Your Eyes Only. Uh, go get it on eyes, iTunes. Go get it on iTunes. Go get it on Tidal, whatever whatever streaming service. Uh, whatever your whole thing is. Uh, I, I'd say it's definitely it's definitely worth a, a stream or a buy. I would I'd at least give it a listen because I think it is a quality album. I think it is one of the qual- more quality albums of the year released in, as far as hip-hop goes. So check it out. And as far as my content goes, I do podcasts and album reviews all the time on both hip-hop and I do NBA podcasts as well. So you can check all those out on my iTunes and my Podbean. Um, the, you'll find them on Twitter. Uh, and my Twitter is crispy1132. That's C-H-R-I-S-P-Y-1132. That is also my Snapchat where I get behind-the-scenes promotion of whatever podcast I'm recording next. So if you want to get a little insight as to what, what I'm recording or what I have planned for the future, you can do that there. So rate, leave star, uh, leave five stars, leave a review, all that stuff. Do all that, Chris. Where can they contact you? Oh, you know, you can find me at uh, you can find me at uh, Rock Nation Records. Uh, I'll give you my email address. DM me because you know I got I just got signed recently. Um, no, but um, I'm gonna I, 
You can find me on Twitter at Chris Adams, all lowercase, a V for the second A in Adams, no spaces. You already know. Um, find me on SoundCloud at soundcloud.com backslash Adams Christopher. You can find all my uh, my little rap things that I do because I tend to uh, drop them, uh, you know, them fire emojis on a punk bitch. I always tend to, uh, I, I always come in with a little uh, little sauce on it. So go ahead, check me out. Yeah, check him out. He's dope. Um, again, you can find all my content on my Twitter, crispy1132, C-H-R-I-S-P-Y-1132. I got a lot of content coming soon for you guys. I'm talking end of the year lists. I'm talking a, a major end of the year podcast, with Lil, which Lil Jetta will return for. And, skirt, skirt. And I got a lot of um, other album reviews. I'm going to catch up on some albums that I know I didn't get to earlier in the year just due to scheduling conflicts. So a lot of hip-hop stuff coming, as well as some NBA. So stay tuned for that. And you guys can follow me on Twitter and Snapchat, and there you will get all the information you need. Thank you guys for listening. This is Strictly Hip-Hop. Raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time. Raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time.